Uh, so I went back to listen to the first episode just to see how much we gushed and how many wild theories were out there at the time. And I can't believe almost 90% of them were correct. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know my theory about uh, Saleta being complicit did not pan out. I know. I'm shocked. But you are right about Eric. Eric shit being complacent. Oh, Eric being complacent. Yeah. I guess I did say that, hey? Yeah. Because yeah. you said, like, oh, no, she's 100% important, right? And my argument was, like, well, she died as a kid, so she's, like, doesn't really know better. Yeah. Right? But, like, when we were, like, when I was, like, I remember, like, listening back at the time, like, and talking about it at the time, like, yeah, like... Like, the original child is now inside the Gundam, and, like, that's why Sarita doesn't get Gundam disease. Like, when you say it out loud, it sounds fucking crazy. I mean, a lot of this show is crazy, so. <laughs> a lot of this show is just, like, magic. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like, uh... And I guess that's kind of just the, the nature of sci-fi. Like, like fantasy has literal magic. Sci-fi has, uh, in, like, like, excessive science, which is just magic again. Yeah. But... Like, they're just reskins of each other, effectively. Reskins of the exact same thing. And it was just, like, it was madness. Because, like, I think as a whole, before we get into way deeper details, Witch of Mercury, I love, no, love's not the right word. I thoroughly enjoyed watching this show. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we'll save that for our quick thoughts. Because I enjoyed yeah. it too. I enjoyed it immensely. I think this is going to be a much more positive episode than like what my discussion in the Discord kind of led to. Oh, might, might have led people to believe. It was like literally the episode just ended, and we both before we had the exact same reaction. We were like, "Oh, where to kiss? What? No, not even where to kiss them. Because first of all, where the fuck was that kiss? Yeah, but more, no, what the fuck was that ending? Yeah, that's something I think that that's. I, uh, I'm pumping. I'm pumping our brakes a little bit because I I want to read a little synopsis because this did air. Hit them. Actually, I, I got that. Okay. This is this part is straight from my anime list. AS one twenty two, an era when a multitude of corporations have entered space and built a huge economic system. After transferring to the Astacasia School of Technology from the planet Mercury. Soleta Mercury has experienced a school life filled with encounters and excitement as both Miorine Rembrandt's bridegroom and a member of Gundarm Inc. It has been two weeks since the incident at Plant Quetta. Soleta passes her days at the school, anticipating her reunion with Miorine. Miorine, meanwhile, has stationed herself at the head office of the Benerit Group, monitoring her father's condition. The two are about to face hardships and pressing decisions. Each with her own feelings in her heart, the girls confront the mighty curse the Gundam brings. So otherwise known as G-Witch, this is the second core of the show. First one aired in the fall of 2022, ended in January. And the most recent season, season two, was a spring seasonal of 2023. The interesting thing I found, my little tidbit for, uh, for everybody, is that this is the only show or story within the ad Stella timeline 
So this show brought in a brand new timeline to Gundam. I think that pulls them up to like greater than 15 or about 15. There's a lot of timelines, but kind of remains to be seen whether we're going to get anything new in this timeline or if this is going to be a standalone story. Like, with the ending of the show, the way it was like, this concludes Gundam, which from Mercury, I'm like, yeah, I think the done with this timeline. Uh, they might be. I'm really not sure. We should have asked uh, our local Gundam experts to see what they said. But uh, yeah. I don't know if that's like they do red herrings like that or not. I'll, like, often. But I mean, whatever. We'll see. We'll see. I, I did like it in that it kind of brought in the same level of... Or it's very, like... I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. It's very similar to Double uh, O Gundam in terms of like themes explored and like character development and whatnot. But this is clearly much shorter. It's half as long. Yeah. I, like I think Double O Gundam was two 24 episode seasons. Yeah. So four four full cores. Like that's that's a lot. Uh, but I did like that it still brought in like a lot of those same themes. Uh, I guess I guess our quick thoughts. Just hammer out some some of the the classic weeb takes. It's been a while since the, we did quick thoughts. I know. I was like, ah, it's been a long time since we've discussed these things. Like, because because like, what do you think about the OP and ED? Um, the ED is probably like why I really enjoyed the most because the ED was like really powerful, mm-hmm. like, both like music wise and like visuals, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like especially like the way they'd like lead out of episodes like straight into the ED. Like yeah, and like and like the way the ED like builds of like Sarah being like uh essentially like trapped to her being like free at the end of the ED kind of also follows like the plot line of the show as well, right? Yeah, and, and then like even if you watch like the OP and like really pay attention, it pretty much spoils everything that happens in the second core. Does it? Yeah, I guess it does. I I am still a notorious like OP skipper, so <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Like I I don't like don't sort of pay attention to OPs nowadays just because I already know that they can pretty much foreshadow and say everything that's going to happen in the in the core if you like know what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I try not to look too close because yeah, you're right. Like especially like JoJo's another one that's bad for that. Just constantly, just JoJo's everything. Yeah, I think uh, still one of my favorites. Like quick sidebar: Attack on Titan season two or season three part one's ED spoils the origins of the Titans, and it's like three or four years. Before oh yeah, the story is actually ever animated. Yeah, uh, if you still want to watch that show, don't either. Forget you heard what you just heard, or uh, hurry up and watch it and get through that because you can binge that. Mate, it's what five years into season four, like at this like, point. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> anyway, I'm let's continue because it is still an airing show. You know, it like, is still an airing show. We just got like another trailer like the other day. Yeah. Anyway, art style. Uh, art style. It's Gundam. It's Gundam. It. I don't know. It looked I'm... good. It looked like a like high production value anime. Like yeah. I don't know. I, have no I, I guess in that awesome. regard, like the characters and stuff, I did like like the way 
like character design was interesting yeah. uh i could we could talk mech design in this too but i want to talk about that specifically but like i don't know like everything looked good animation quality same thing like everything was like like yeah, bandai namco good. has so much money to throw into gundam because gundam just is also a money printer yeah oh they're gonna they're gonna spend the money and it shows like it's a good i don't think show. that's it's an overly hot take yeah yeah um i guess we want to do the announcement just real quick bang it out be like hey like before we get into the thick of this one yeah bad okay so before we get into the the thick of this one this is an announcement finger guns uh i guess this is not a live recording uh important thing to note if you subscribe to our patreon listen listen make sure you check it out soon to discuss some changes to the billing policy uh we're looking to move away from a uh monthly process and into a per episode charging system as a lot of the time production amps up or ramps up a lot come the winter and slows down in the summer as lives kind of pick back up and whatnot so we don't want to be charging per month if we're not releasing a lot per month so that's kind of the gist of it but uh we'll put a link to the actual discussion post so for our patrons you will get your shout out later i promise make sure you check that out but even if you're not a patron and you're like oh you know what maybe this is something that you find is more palatable to i guess subscribe to our patreon or you think it's a terrible business maybe if you think it's a terrible business decision leave me alone um but i don't want just the opinions of our patrons just to kind of wrap that up i i want everyone's opinion on kind of what you think or what you'd like out of the patreon so feel free to engage with that post feel free to leave a comment let us know the whole nine yards all the same enjoy the rest of the episode witches see what i did there oh that was terrible anyway <laughs> I told you before we recorded this episode that I am not funny. That <laughs> has always been at the forefront of this. All right. So, okay. So this is this is where things are going to get like maybe not maybe a little spicy hot because like like I was saying with Double O Gundam, like this show brings in a lot of like it's a space opera. Gundam is overall a giant space opera. Yeah. Whether timelines intersect or not. Yeah. G-Witch is no exception. So politics are being brought to the forefront. And like I said, this is in the Ad Stella timeline. Like the only timeline or the only show within said timeline. And one of the big talking points of the show was... Uh, Kind of the unregulated like late stage or the effects of unregulated like late stage like exploitative capitalism so like the wealthy elite have all been are kind of like migrated to space they left earth in shambles they left earthens to deal with the mess they continue to exploit resources on earth etc like the whole nine yards and even towards the end of the uh, the series, one of the companies, the Bennett Group, literally owns a star which they exploit 
to use as like a weapon of mass destruction. So one thing I really want to discuss is how this kind of ties into what I guess like the current political climate looks like globally. I don't want to get too heavily into politics. Like the show's supposed to be a little bit lighter. But I mean, in reality, like climate change is just a result of exploiting resources on Earth. Do you like do you, do you think that this is like intentional? Like, do you think that they wrote this with like some semblance of like real world politics in mind, or do you, like, or do you think it's more along the lines of a just a happenstance that this fit their plot, so they made it work? Um. I think. Okay, bear with me. Because like, no, I, I just watch... went on a rant too, so feel free. <laughs> bear with me. I haven't watched all of Gundams, right? So, why can already tell like this is a lot lighter on like Earth versus space politics and other Gundams. Am I right in saying that? Um. to my knowledge, like a little bit. Like sometimes, like the conflict is not just like Earth versus space. Like sometimes you get like. Like space versus Earth space. versus Earth, or space versus space. Like, yeah, but there's like, always going to be like interpersonal political conflicts. But I guess Earth versus space. It's about I'd probably call it like a middle ground. Yeah, like there's not as much of uh, it as like you'd really think. Like the way uh, Mionia uh, like talks about Earth and the way Earth's been positioned. Right, we don't we get like a couple of episodes on Earth, but it's not like a lot that's seen of Earth being exploited. It's kind of like left to our imagination, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing is, like, especially a lot of, like, uh, mega shows seems to, like, mega show not just mega shows, I love shows where it involves space and, like, maybe Earth, like, space, Earth, Mars, like, that kind of thing, right? It seems a lot of that has, like, these kind of, like, traditional ideas of, like, the Earth being exploited and them being the lower class than the people who are currently in space, right? And, one, and like, another way you can look at it is, like, a lot of, like, even classic sci-fi stuff has that kind of, like, idea, right? So, these are not, like, new ideas on, like, new politics that's been, like, presented. It's kind of, like, stuff that's been talked about before, like, back in the day, right? And then, like, as... I, I think the way I say it, as, as us, the society, starts moving ever closer to the, like, the super late stages of capitalism it's starting to reflect fiction more and more, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, someone's, like, someone, like, way back when wrote, like, oh, this could be what happens, right? If you just let, like, neoliberal and, like, capitalist and, like, free market ideas just, like, run rampant and, like, yep. the world is just reflecting that more and more, right? Because, like, uh, a South Korean movie I fucking love, Parasites, like, really talks a lot about the ideas of, like, late-stage capitalism, right? And where the world is just run rampant without, like, a care for the worst class, right? And, like, this kind of, like, it seems to be, like, similar kind of ideas with, like, our Gundam, which from Mercury, right? Where, like, which from Mercury, our main cast are kids in high school, right? But they are essentially in high school to become the next generation who go into mega corporations, and then mega corporations are essentially their own functioning government. Okay, no, question. It, no, they it, are. They are their own function. Like, they, there is no functioning government. It's just corporations in space let me say yeah there's corporations in space like it's they go to this high school to then graduate to the 
to one corporation, which is part of a mega corporation, where you have one person who's the president. It's like he's the president of the mega corporation, but he's essentially the president of this government because his he essentially said like, "Oh, Gundams are illegal." A corporation decided that this technology is now illegal. Mm-hmm. Right, that's not how it should work, right? And you got this opposing faction, the League of Whatever, right? Who was barely touched on, which is like a, kind of like one of the biggest problems I have, right? Who is who like two episodes left to set up as an opposing, like maybe even the actual government itself, right? Who has a super hands-off approach to mega corporations, aka like it is currently in like some countries, the US. I was gonna say names, but you know who I'm talking about, right? And like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not, only... it's not really hidden. Like, this is like, sorry to cut you off on your mid rant, but I mean, this is clearly like, it's very obviously just like an escalation of what the United States exists as, like a super military power, yeah, coupled with like a country run by like exploitative companies. Like, hmm. I don't know, that's not, I don't think, I know that's gonna be a hotter take than possibly it should be but i mean anyway i digress i'm trying I, I i it's a little silly of me to think no we can't talk politics on an episode but i'm like hey let's talk politics but don't talk politics. like we're essentially think. talking politics on gundam gundam is a space opera field of politics yeah and it's right. it's art right like yeah anime is art it is a form of art it is a form of expression and like art regularly like imitates life for reason like that's probably why this show was so kind of well received by people is because it's relatable like that's that's simply i I think in my opinion like the biggest uh like attractor to most like content released these days like whether it's like the the size and production of an anime or whether it's like something smaller being relatable to something like across a universal experience is a huge way to pull like people's attention for one and then two they keep their interest nah bro i was just here for the gay girls in space look that's a whole other fight that we can have i mean <laughs> like really like i want to talk about that too though like we'll talk about it in just a second i think like because like real quick right i think we have to address this now this needed to be longer Okay, we're getting all over the place. Hang on, are we done talking the politics of this? No, because like... it ties to the politics. Okay, then yes. Yeah. Okay, carry on. It does need to be longer. It is one of the long. I I did make note that it is one of the longer series we've watched, with technically twenty five episodes. Technically twenty five episodes because of people, but you cannot introduce an opposing faction with like two episodes left to go. Yeah, it's. Uh... I mean, I guess they didn't really introduce it. They just kind of. They kind of open in there. They were there. there. They were hinted at for the longest time and then they became an ever-present thing with two episodes left to go and it was like, this is a problem, right? Yeah. And before the last 10 minutes of the episode, it was like, cool, these guys will be the big bad guys of the next season slash final core. And yeah. then it was like, nah, don't worry about it. All the Gundams have disappeared. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, what the league is set up as an opposing ideology or this thing, right? Yeah, and like the problem is, like, we don't know what the political stance kind of stood at, right? They're set up yep. as this thing that could 
be a problem and it was just hand waved away but like nah don't worry about it story's done yeah yeah the ending was felt very rushed and i i was pretty critical of the show initially like in discord and whatnot because of that like yeah it's 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 a space opera i was so confident and i know i said it in the first episode like that we're gonna get another i don't know if i said it in the first episode but i've been saying it for weeks like we need another core like they they rushed everything through like a lot of the interpersonal relationships got thrown aside to finish this series a lot of the like it almost feels and like don't quote me on this but it almost feels like they were expecting to run longer and then they had like very abruptly i mean cut off yeah they're like okay you know what you're actually only getting two cores like you're not gonna get like a third core or another like season i guess they call their course seasons all the same but oh, i mean like yeah. the gist of it is like it, it the like the last episode was really disappointing like it felt very like first of all it felt like it was all tied together with a nice little bow which is not yeah. gundam especially in a show that like like we're talking had unregulated capitalism and exploitation uh the complete de- deregulation of these companies like they clearly run everything the endless exploitation of Earth, like eco-terrorism, like Earth versus space, Earth versus Mjolnir. Yeah. There's yeah, like there's so much, there's so much like, like nuance to what they gave about. us, and that's what I was expecting. I was like, I would love to watch, like literally, I would love to watch 48 episodes of this series because like we didn't really, like, we didn't really explore a lot of Aspera. Uh, we- we got for what uh, Prospera is do- Prospera has a child that exists only as data. Sorry, yes. not just a child, a child soldier that exists only as data. So to me, I think Prospera is a character that deserves a lot more like screen time and creation. Like I know the and prequel shows you her intentions. Yeah. But it also doesn't show us where the fuck she got this backing from. Yeah. That's a whole other plot. Like, that could be, like, a whole subplot. There's so much more that could have been talked about. And I think the problem is, in the last, I remember you said, I think you were, like, with six episodes left to go, and you're like, oh, I can see another season of this show going on. And I was like, I can see either it ending in six episodes or a whole other season, because there's still so much to talk about, right? I think the biggest problem is the fact that, (sighs) bear with me, when all the Gundams disappeared, it was like, oh, you just done done. Because, like, if the Gundams never disappeared at the end, right? And they're like, oh, this concludes which for Mercury. You'd be like, well, you can still come back. Yeah. But all the Gundams are gone now. So it's like, how do you come back? Yeah, for real. Right? Like, I guess they had, like, a wipe of Gundams and a return of Gundams to start the show. Yeah. it's But, like, that to me feels too rounded of an ending, you know? It or it's like too clean and like it's too perfect of ending, too which I, I don't hate we didn't lose a single main character which <sighs> is i don't know like i'm not i'm not saying that we need to lose main characters or we need to lose characters but like for everything that happened like the only people who died were kind of bad guys and for gundam that's very very light and it's it's a very intro to Gundam show. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a good way to put it. Because this is... 
like if it's an like if we consider it like an intro to Gundam show, it's in a new universe with a new timeline, kind of a new story, new concepts. Like that actually makes me rethink my thoughts on this show a lot. I'm not going to get into it because like I think I could talk about that for like endlessly, but I mean ultimately like like considering it as like a new kind of fresh start, kind of the way like Breath of the Wild is operating. Yeah. Where like the the new Legend of Zelda games are creating a new Legend of Zelda timeline. Yeah. Like Nintendo, I believe or like cano- I don't I don't not Nintendo, but canonically everything before like the Breath of the Wild games is uh faded to time is what they call it. But that's just like okay, like this is us restarting everything we had. Yeah. And n- not that I think Gundam is going to like completely restart, but I think they want a fresh slate with at least this timeline. I the thing is, like, before the whole Gundam's disappearing thing, I could have seen that. Yeah. Like, again, like, I think they could bring them back. Like, yeah, I don't think it's, like, completely out of the question to just be like, hey, the Gundams. Are back. They're back. And, Yay. uh, war crimes. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Child's dying. Pew, 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 pew. Yay, Gundam. I love Gundam. Wait, it's, it's literally that, that last episode just left me so deep. The rest of the show I enjoyed. That last yeah. episode left me so salty. Like, Plus, I think a part of it, too, comes down to, like, the LGBTQIA2S+. I said the full acronym this time, so I can just continue to not say the whole thing. But, like, the rushing kind of devalued that those themes to me. Like, and this kind of plays back into... I was discussing this with a few people, but plays back into like, this is an intro to Gundam thing. Whereas we wanted more out of that Saleta Murine relationship, or it sounds like a lot of the people I've talked to wanted more out of that, where it was very much utilized more as like a plot device rather than like character building and like a theme. Yeah. It, it, like, I know I'm kind of splitting hairs there a little bit, but, like, it's to me, to it's, see. like, if you want this as a character-building thing, you need more than, like, okay. it didn't really, like, encapsulate, like, and, like, I'm not opposed to this. I, I'm really not opposed to, like, kind of okay. using it as more of, like, a subtle plot point sometimes. Like, it doesn't need to be forefront. Okay, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I think the thing was and Miranda's relationship, it was kind of like it was initially resolved like early on in the first in the second core, right? Mm-hmm. It was like just after Miranda got back, and the, no shit, it was done a lot more in the first core, right? Yeah, where Miranda would be like the one pushing Sarita to do this will be better and like all that stuff right the second call when Minya is like oh I must protect Serata because I must be to all that stuff right yeah so like it's kind of there now it go ahead now the thing is like one thing like I kind of really enjoyed about the show was there was never any questioning about about them being a gay cop on space it's just like yeah this is now my they said uh groom right yes right my bride groom i don't remember what the uh whatever yeah it it means the same but i was just always just kind of like this is accepted this is just the way the world is right 
gay people get married, straight people get married, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And, like, I think the another thing is, like, unfortunately, the next episode, spoiling for the next episode, handled these themes a lot better. <laughs> In Heavenly Delusion. Oh, oh, our next episode. Yeah, and that's kind of yeah. why I want to talk about them, too. Because, like, first of all, like, we're recording this on, like, early July. Yeah. Pride Month just ended. Realistically, thinking about it, we should have recorded our gay anime during Pride Month. But but they only finished. This yeah, finished like, yesterday. We, we finished one, like, in July. I mean, all the same. Um, but, like, yeah. So, like, the thing is, like, Heaven Delusions did all these themes and ideas a lot better than this, right? So, yeah. Like, that's where, like, I, I'm not trying to diminish, like, your criticisms of this show, right? Yeah. I think it did an okay job. It yeah. could have done a lot more. It should have done a lot more. It could have done a lot more with more fucking episodes. Yep. <laughs> you know? And I think they would have if they did have if more If they episodes. had more episodes, right? But instead you have to, like, speed run all this yeah. shit. And, like, realistically, like, I say this as, like, a member of that community in that regard. Like... It doesn't always have to be at the forefront. I'm always going to want it at the forefront because that's that's me. That's my personal preference. Like, yeah. I'm a bisexual man. Like, I, I want to see more gay. Um, it's, it's just what I'm asking for. Like, and it's not like they treated them poorly, which yeah. is a pretty gnarly trope sometimes. And, oh, quick, oh boy. He's, real quick. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God they did not do killing off the gays. Holy smokes, I would have been so upset if they did. If they did like, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, my God. They they treated them respectfully. It was never questioned. So, like, I think that's another part with, like, the, uh, like, I guess, like, political climate, right? Like, because we're trying to create, especially, like, in the, I guess it's an, a show created in the East, but, like, relating it to, like, western politics like we're trying to create like a more progressive society right like more inclusive of like trans people and like gay people etc etc like so when this show comes up and says like hey it's there no one's even gonna say no one's batting an eye not a single question to it i'm like you know what that kind of explains also canonically why the like LGBT themes, oh, that was LGBTQ themes, were not kind of pushed to the forefront because they weren't forced to be. They were just accepted and allowed to exist within that world. And I think, like, as much as I wanted more of them, now that I, like, talk about it a bit more, I think it works really well the way that they put them in because at the end they show them wearing wedding rings. Like, they showed progress of that relationship, but they didn't show, I guess, the progression I think I remember when I complained about I was like, oh, where's a gay kiss, right? And yeah. I think Brick put in the ch- in Discord. He was like, well, Gundam's never really shown anything like that before. Yeah. Like, okay, fair guess. Yeah, Gundam, like, especially, uh, okay, from what I've seen, I have not seen a lot of, like, gay Gundam, but, or even, like, uh, the heterosexual relationships were not particularly, like, physical. Because that's not something Gundam, like, worries about. Like, they focus a lot more on, like, emotional storytelling and, like, psychological and, like, PTSD. Family, like that, Family right? is a big one. Yeah. Like, 
and, and I don't know. Like, I, I wanted more. I really did want more. But I don't feel like I should ask for more. I don't know if that's very clear. But, like, canonically, it fit into the universe. Because, like, they even promoted family again. Yeah. At the uh, end, where, like, Aerie is involved with everybody, like, attached uh, to the keychains and whatnot. Attached to the keychain being, like, something, something sister in law to Mionia or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, she called her like your sister-in-law. They show the rings. Like Prospero was just there in a wheelchair, like, which I is crazy. Like, why are they? You didn't face any punishment for said crimes. No, before. she got away with it. That's the crazy part. Yeah, I can't. Like, this mad. What's his name? Um, the the dark-skinned boy from Earth, with blonde hair. Uh Not oh. What's his I name? have the the cast it's, list. It's just very small because it's, it's a, so long. Shadik. Oh, Shattuck yeah, Shattuck was, popped in for everything. Shattuck was down bad, bad. Yeah. Like, and that's another, like, <laughs> like line of storytelling I would have liked to follow. Like, he, he, bro, like, he, oh, he was down bad, bad. There's, there's so much that could continue to happen in that three-year time scale, but it's just, like, everything gets wrapped up in a nice neat little bow and we're good. Yeah. And I think that's probably my biggest gripe. That's probably what, like, made me rate it the hardest, like, it's, it's you just kind of wrote it off. Yeah, you know, in my mind, the last episode never happened, except for like the wedding ring thing at the end. The last episode never yeah. happened. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I can't I wait. Would honestly, not be opposed if they were like they rewrote them. They never would, but like, if they rewrote the last episode to like at least leave more like loose ends. I can't wait until I see what happens with the giant space laser. That's a weird yeah. way to end the season. Wow! 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 Uh, let's on. Let's quickly talk oh. about the Gundams before we... I was going to say, I'm like, let's maybe get to, like, a lighter note to end up here. Because, like, I, like, really did not care about a lot of the actual Gundams. But... Ariel is the coolest Gundam. Ariel is very cool. Uh, I, I do have... Uh, I have Gwell's... can't remember what it's called, but I have Gwell's, like, original Gundam. Like, Gunpla kit I still have to build. Uh, but... Like, they had some cool stuff. I like Elans. I really like, uh, is it pronounced Caliban? Oh, the second, yeah, Calibarn. Calibarn is cool. It just looked it, so cool. Especially Calibarn, like, combined with, like, Ariel to a degree. I thought it was, or the gun bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I did like the way that they did power scaling, I guess. Like, with permit scores and whatnot. Like, the power scanning was so well done because it made sense. Yeah, and it's like I really like that it was like an immediate kind of trade off. Like it's it's like okay, like it's kind of like in a game where it's like okay, like you can use a super high level spell, but it burns your like not just your mana but your HP. Yeah. Where in this one, it's like okay, like you can like sit in permit score like three like a, an average like witch i guess could sit in like permit score three but once they exceeded like three so i think that killed one of the the witches from earth yeah was going so, to like permit score four or five i think the way it was explained like each there's i think there's nine permit scores yeah and every time you go up a permit score the chances of you being killed are first some people can't achieve can't achieve higher permit scores yeah right so and then like you can achieve a higher primary score but if you go to the highest primary school you're more likely to die so you stay at the level just below that right yeah so the witch from earth went primary school four died um 
I think fake Alan number two or four could do a promise score of like four, and he would never go above that because he'd be like, "No, I'm not gonna die for dumb reasons." Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I like the way that they scaled that because it's yeah. like okay, like everyone has like slightly different limitations. And like it even worked with like Ario and Erichit. How do you pronounce it? Eric. Eric. Where or she, Ari. Ari. Where she achieved a promise score of eight, but that's what caused her to die and get put into the data storm. That's what turned her into the data storm, I believe. No. Because she... No, because... Existed, uh, like, she... I don't remember. It was a little confusing. I'm pretty sure she died and the, the solution was put her into the data storm. Oh, okay. she's dying and the solution was put her into the data storm. That was what she ended up doing. And, like... That so Ariel has a data permit score of eight. Like, that's why she's such a powerful yeah. condom and can break out of stuff because I've never seen that achieved before. Sereta managed to achieve a data storm of nine, and that's why she could see people in the storm. Oh, yeah. Because there so. were a few people who could do that, too, like, at the time, like, when it was happening. Like, because even Prospera saw people when... But oh. that was when Soleta hit from Soleta score hit nine. nine and used it to at least quite zero and yeah. like it was just, it's kind of been shown that people who died to the permit scores like they died but the, the memories and souls got entered into the data storm because they didn't know that's what happened such yeah. a fucking cool idea that could have been explored more i liked it but I, uh, yeah once again i think this show needed more yeah but i mean i digress that's about all i gotta say on witch for mercury is it a good show yeah, yeah. it's good. I enjoy it. I'd watch, I'd watch more. I'm going to watch more Gundam. Because I might watch Iron-Blooded Orphans or something soon. I am I watching know. IBO right now. Nice. Yeah, because nice, nice. I, I don't have a lot going on, so maybe I'll do the same. It's probably the separate timeline just before I commit to watching the Universal's, the UC timeline, because that's going to be big. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Like, <laughs> which Kevin what? told me about yeah. this, and I was like, holy shit, dude. This is a commitment. It's a lot. It's a lot. But once again, thank you to our patrons, uh, Donut, Brick, Anders, and Kmart. And reminder for y'all, those patrons specifically, to go check Patreon. I want to hear what y'all got to say about our new pricing ideas. And even if you're not, just a reminder, go check those out. But thanks again, everyone, for listening. Next episode is going to be... I'm dragging out these words because my brain's not working. Heavenly Delusion. So, another show with a lot of LGB themes. It's just a lot but of great themes. There's but a lot yeah. of great themes. That'll be a fun one. But thanks again, everyone, for listening. See you on the next one. Bye.